Good morning. Would you please stand and sing with us?
you pray with us, please? Dear God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for bringing us here together, Lord, so that we could worship you in our um, songs and in the message. Lord, we pray today that you would open our hearts and open our minds so that we could focus on the message and receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Please turn and greet one another. I started it too slow. I started it too slow. I'm Erin Knight, Director of Children and Family Ministries, and I'm stepping in to start us off today with a um, welcome and announcements because Joe is on vacation, but we're in uh, Reverend Dennis Lee's capable hands today, so um, I'm sure you'll enjoy the message. Um, but we're really glad you're here. Thank you for coming this morning. Um, I have planned all summer as if there would be a drop in children's attendance, and I haven't seen that drop. Everybody is really... Um, coming in the summer when there's crazy schedules and all sorts of things you could be doing other than this, but we're so glad you're here. Uh, and as many of you know, we frame everything we do in terms of the five practices of fruitful congregations, so I will share with you um, announcements in that order. First, radical hospitality. Uh, don't forget that our ice cream social is coming up towards the end of this month. Sunday, August 20th, we'll be at Paris Mountain State Park, Picnic Shelter S003. And that's at 6 p.m. All of this is in your bulletin, um, should you want to take it home and make note. Um, so bring ice cream or another dessert, and we'll have um, drinks for you and um, have a great time at Paris Mountain State Park. Supper at 6. Uh, it feels sort of like it's not time to start talking about fall yet, but it'll be here before we know it. Um, we'll kick off September 6. We have a lot of fun things planned this year, um, but we're going to start with square dancing. So um, we'll see how you all like getting up and moving a little bit with the um, Thunderbird squares to guide us. Uh, dinner will be $8 for adults, and we're dropping the price a bit for children to $5. Um, menu is in the bulletin, but lasagna or baked spaghetti, Caesar salad, garlic rolls, coconut, lemonade, and chocolate fudge cakes. Any dinner that has three cake choices is a good dinner. Um, and then the children will have spaghetti. Uh, you'll see the registration for that coming out in the next couple of weeks, and um, we hope you'll join us. You can also mark in your um, roster as it comes by if you'd like to be there. Just tell us how many people. We also um, practice passionate worship here. If you have a prayer concern, if you will raise your hand, uh, one of our ushers will come by and give you a card, and then our prayer team can um, make sure that we pray for you on, on Tuesday at that meeting, um, as well as through the week. Uh, we practice intentional faith development, and to that end, Joe has done some incredible strides with the Sunday Scripture podcast website. Those of you who already listened to the podcast know what a great resource that is. Now, if your Sunday school class wants to um, use the Sunday Scripture podcast as a guide to your lesson, Joe will have a, a, a leader guide um, on his website for you to use for that purpose. Um, so do check that out, and I hope it's an asset to all of you. He's done an incredible job. Um, adult Bible study will be starting on Sunday, September 10th. Um, that's also the kickoff for kids. But join us for Encounters with the Messiah, a four-week Bible study, um, that will be led by Mike Henson. 
Um, and then we strive to practice risk-taking, mission, and service. Um, the stained glass that was um, sold some months ago by the uh, Yahweh Sisterhood um, Circle is now ready. So if you bought a stained glass order from them, that stained glass that came from Memorial United Methodist Church um, in the past is now made into crosses and jewelry, and it's ready in the social hall lobby today from 9.45 to 10.20 or 10.20 to 10.55. If you can't make it by, um, it will be in the church office after that. Uh, and then back to school supply drive. Um, Chandler Creek Elementary is a Title I school, and Title I schools have lost a lot of funding this year. So Either money will come out of teachers' pockets to meet needs that children have that, that they can't um, get from home, or um, they'll depend on the d generosity of, of donations. So we're going to have a school supply drive. Um, it will end on August 20th, which is, promote, uh, which is um, the day of the blessing of um, back to school for teachers and students. Um, so please do bring um, composition books, glue sticks, scissors, and pencils. Those are the most needed items. Uh, that concludes the announcements for this morning. Thank you. Let us again go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious God, we have come together today to worship you and to praise your name. Only you are righteous. You are the source of all that is beautiful and good and true. You've taught us to bear one another's burdens, so we pray today for those who are going through difficult times. We pray for the sick and for the poor, for those who are anxious and for those who are depressed, for those who are grieving some loss. We pray for those who are in danger from the elements of nature or from the violence of fellow human beings. Use us, we pray, to bring help and hope to those within the sphere of our influence. We also pray for ourselves, free us from any burdens that we have today, use us as your ambassadors in the week ahead, grant us the humility to ask what you would have us do, show us the right path to take, whether at work or at home or at school or here in the church or in the community. And thus may we bear a good witness to the good news of your love. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord, who taught the disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Let us turn now to the text for today. It comes from Matthew's Gospel in chapter 14. I'll be reading verses 13 through 21. This is about Jesus feeding the 5,000. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> this text for today begins with the words, when Jesus heard what happened. Well, what had happened? If we had read the verses that precede the ones in our text, we would have learned that the reference was to John the Baptist. Herod, who was the ruler over Israel at this time, apparently was threatened by the popularity of John the Baptist, by John's message. So Herod arrested John and then later had him put to death. And the disciples of John took John's body, buried it, and then those disciples came and told Jesus what had happened. <clears throat> How did Jesus respond? Well, that's where the text for today begins. What Jesus did was withdraw by boat to a deserted place. There are several places in the scripture where we read that Jesus went apart in order to pray, in order to meditate. <clears throat> and I imagine that was what was happening on this occasion. Maybe Jesus was reflecting on the life and ministry of John. <clears throat> Perhaps he was thinking about his own mission and 
seeking strength and guidance from God for what lay ahead. But Jesus did not have long to himself. The scriptures say that the crowds heard that he had left and apparently knew where he was going because they then walked around the Sea of Galilee to where they thought Jesus would land. When Jesus then approached the shore in the boat, he discovered that a large crowd had formed and they were waiting for him. And what did Jesus do? He did what he always did. He had compassion. The sick came to him and he healed them. Because he saw that as an important uh, aspect of his calling, his ministry, to alleviate the suffering of others. I imagine that on that afternoon, Jesus also spent some time teaching the crowd. Because we know, too, that on other occasions, he did that very thing when there were large crowds. But that was not all that happened that day. We know Jesus also performed the miracle of feeding the 5,000. But he did that in an interesting way. A way that reveals a great truth about the way God relates to us human beings. Let's look at it. The text indicates that as evening approached, the disciples of Jesus came to him and said, well, you need to send the people away. Uh, the people need to go into the nearby villages because it's getting late and they need to buy themselves some food before they either head home or get some kind of lodging for the night. And Jesus responded by telling the disciples, well, there's no need send the people away. You give them something to eat. I don't know about you, but I can imagine um, the disciples thinking like us, feed this crowd. You've got to be kidding. What they told Jesus is that they had five loaves of bread and two fish. Jesus asked them to bring what they had and they did. And Jesus blessed the bread and the fish. And what happened next, I think, is significant. Jesus gave the food back to the disciples. Jesus himself did not distribute the food. He put back into the hands of the disciples the food they had brought him, and he instructed them to give the food to the people, which they did, and everyone was fed. It was miraculous. There's no other way to explain it. And the disciples must have been amazed. And maybe after reflecting on what had happened, the disciples thought, well, if Jesus can do this with the little that we have given him, Imagine what else he could do 
with other things that we could put in his hands. In this miracle, Jesus was teaching the disciples that he and they were in partnership. We know that he sent them out two by two to do the ministry that he had started. They were in partnership. And that miracle can teach us that very same truth. God uses people to get things done in the world. He uses us. And that's a, a rather stunning thing for me to imagine that all God, although God is all-powerful, God can do anything, God has chosen to use us to help accomplish God's purposes. One of my favorite humorous stories was told by William Barclay, who was a great uh, biblical scholar and author. There was a man who had a parcel of land. And with great effort and hard work, that man made the land usable. He went about removing stones, and he dug up stumps, and he pulled up weeds. Then he covered the area with compost and tilled the soil and planted the garden. And the result was wonderful. There were beautiful flowers and beautiful vegetables. And one evening, the man was showing uh, all of this to a pious friend of his. And the friend remarked, isn't it marvelous what God can do with a bit of land? And the man replied, friend, you should have seen it when the Lord had it all by himself. <laughs> God has chosen for us to be co-workers with God. We know that. We've been taught that in church. Maybe we sung about it when we were a little children about being the hands and feet of Jesus. We have the task of helping to build a new earth. An earth where everyone has heard the good news of God's saving love. An earth where all people have adequate food and shelter and clothing and opportunity. Each of us has abilities. Each of us has resources. When what we have is given to God, miracles can happen. Partners with the eternal is who we're called to be. Let us pray. Lord, without you, what we have is not worth very much. But with you, what we have is multiplied 
Help us to understand that we're not just receivers, but we're also givers. So lead us to dedicate ourselves anew this day to be in your instruments. Use us for the accomplishing of your holy purposes. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Let us affirm our faith now. Would you please stand for the creed? We believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all his works, and whose will is directed to his children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of God fulfilled. We believe in the Holy Spirit as the divine presence in our lives, reminding us always of the truth of Christ, our inspiration and strength in times of joy and sorrow. We believe our faith should be apparent in our words of love and acts of service, that the kingdom of God may be a present reality here on earth. Please be seated. The communion ritual begins with uh, the invitation and our confession and pardon. Christ our Lord invites to his, to his table all who love him who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Let us now give our tithes and our offerings. Is moving here in front of me, 
All of us have probably had the experience of being invited to someone's house for a meal. Um, we appreciate that kind of invitation, don't we? Um, it makes us feel valued, wanted, uh, feels good to be included. When the day and time of um, a planned meal like that happens, um, it's not unusual to be getting a little excited and looking forward to the get-together with family or friends or whoever. But Jesus invites us to this, his meal. He invites everyone. And every time we gather for this meal, we know that Jesus is present in a loving and a forgiving way. This sacrament unites us and it calls us to love one another as Christ has loved us. At that first Lord's Supper, Jesus took bread. He gave thanks to God, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup. He gave thanks for that and said to his disciples, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So I invite you to come this morning to receive the sacrament of the Lord. We'll be uh, doing communion by intention as you come forward. If you take a piece of the bread and, and dip it lightly in the cup, coming by the center aisle and then returning by the side.
somebody who couldn't stand or Would you stand and sing this last one with us?
Have a great week. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.